that if we have to take care of our health, we need to follow certain rules. You cannot say, I will not follow any rule whatsoever and my health will go on. No. You already follow it. For example, you don't go and drink from uh, water from a dirty source. You exercise your will there. You don't eat something which is unhealthy. You don't go and eat some leaves in the garden here. We already use our willpower. Uh, we use our willpower to that I clean my body every day, I take bath. That's also a kind of willpower, an expression of willpower. That I, I fix my routine or I attend to many things in life. So, um, whatever growth that happens in life, it's all because we have made some progress in giving expression to our willpower. Once Swamiji described what is education? He asked, is education book learning? No. Is education accumulation of diverse knowledge? He said no. And then he gave a very significant definition of education. Uh, uh, earlier, this last year we, we had a lecture by Ashwini Kumarji, you remember that? And he spoke of his journey, he was an engineering student in Bits Pilani and he spoke of his journey to discover the idea as to what is real education. He studied many authors, many educationists, thinkers and finally when he came to Swamiji, he found here I found what I was looking for. And this is the definition of education which Swamiji gives, very significant statement. You can write in golden letters. This is what education is. We have associated education with degree, with an academic uh, understanding of things. But Swamiji gives a very different uh, definition. He says, education is what? It is a training by which the current and expression of will are brought under control and that is called education. It's a training. Education is about a training. When you say you are getting trained, suppose uh, a person is learning to uh, do running or he is learning some, let's say uh, he is learning uh, music, the classical music, Indian classical music, whether it is Carnatic or Hindustani. So when he is learning, we say he is under training. What kind of training? Every day his teacher has to uh, teach him or whatever durations have been fixed and he has to take up a raga and go on practicing it. So he is asked to practice let's say one raga or some simple, um, uh, they call it as a script of the raga, sarema, sarema, pada, nipada, he goes on repeating it till he attains a proficiency in that. Then he says, oh this raga, he is uh, singing it very well because he was under a training. Now, if he has to do that training, he has to follow certain do's and don'ts. Training means that. They have to follow certain do's and don'ts. So that do's and don'ts together with some objective in mind is called training. And Swamiji says, the training by which the current and expression 
the word current is called in sanskritam as vegam vega or vegam vegam means that which comes with an intense force that's called current you have seen the current of the of the river those of you who have gone to himalayas or seen in tv how the you know, ganga river comes what a current it is the word ganga itself means that which goes very fast in sanskrit the word ganga means that gam gamayati ti ganga that which goes very fast gam means to go and that which goes very fast is called ganga now ganga is one expression there are many other rivers or you have seen the uh, falling of the waterfalls so much of current is there vegam and that vegam is not only out there in the form of some river or some physical expression it is there right within us also we also have so much of vegam inside so much of will it will is going on one of the best expressions no not very healthy but one of the best expression of this power is what you see in the criminals or people who indulge in violent activities how much of uh, um, one pointedness they have to do something wrong how many types of uh, thinking they do see they don't stop there suppose we have to fulfill something i have to attain something i have a person is indulging in some violent act now and then you read in the paper some young fellow who is ill um, ill conceived or misguided he wants to you know become a suicide bomber what does he do do you mean to say uh, he doesn't have will power he has tremendous will power tremendous will power but it is going in a direction which is very very destructive it is a will power gone wrong in the wrong direction so there is that power present in everyone the power of will is present in everyone and swami ji says the training by which the current and expression not only current which means you should have tremendous will tremendous uh, source going within and expression both of will are brought under control that is called education so we associate education with academic or uh, uh, accumulation of knowledge or gaining more and more um, understanding of academic subjects it has its importance we are not uh, swamiji never said they are not important but what is the core of education core of education is have you learned the art of facing life have you learned the art of digesting experiences of life experiences which come to us experiences which are good and experiences which are not good you are praised you are honored is an experience nothing more than that you are very much honored the government of india decides to give 50% of the people here padma shri oh they are all excellent people they have contributed to the well being of the society in wonderful ways 50% are given uh, padma shri it's an experience nothing more than that you can't take that padma shri when you die you can't take it with you you have to leave it behind it's just an experience that comes to you when you are alive another 50% are condemned they say no they are a big uh, uh, big burden to the society far from 
educating for and contributing to society they have actually added lot of problems to us so how do we uh, add to how do we how do we uh, take up this idea of training the will that is a point for our discussion this is very clear that uh, all success in life depends on basically on that singular factor called will strong well directed well under control will power whether it is the secular field whether you take up your experiments as a researcher or a science student or whether you paint a beautiful portrait with colors everywhere you need will well trained will and such expressions of will can be seen even in people who are physically handicapped you come across people who are somebody whose you know leg is gone i don't know whether arunima sinha did she come recently no uh, her one uh, one very inspiring example is of recent days maybe around 8 7 8 months back it happened of one young girl by name arunima sinha i happened to meet uh, in two or three occasions and also there is a dvd about her she is speaking about it remarkable you would really feel this is called will an example now that girl uh, she was the national level volleyball player and one day she is returning from delhi towards her house which is in outskirts of lucknow and uh, on the way there are some dacoits who attack the running train and they are taking the ornaments away from the people and many people were having gold chains and she was also having and when they wanted to take it away she resisted it because she was an athlete and a kind of brave uh, mental attitude so she resisted and but they did not like it naturally they are all people with the strong uh, greed and violence so they became so angry that they just lifted her and threw her out from the running train in the dead of the night and she 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 told that her, she was hit to a uh, train which was passing by she hit in that and she hit in such a way she fell down with one leg on the opposite uh, railway track and on which the train ran over how brutal description it is but still further she said that i was lying there this time must be in the midnight maybe around 1 o'clock or so or 12 12 o'clock and i was lying there and uh, there was train which was passing by and uh, she would call please save me this is you know in the outskirts somewhere near a village where there is no population all fields around dark dead night and there is no one to listen to her cries but she had a lot of strength inside she simply lying there and later she said i went and found how many trains have gone there that night 49 trains and gone over 
and some of the trains are passenger trains and as she was lying on the side of the uh, railway track the toilet water would fall on her face she said many times i would be cleaning my face because the people use the toilet it just falls on her face she is lying down there below nobody knows seven hours she was lying down there like that and next morning some villagers discovered her and uh, took her to the local hospital in the local hospital they said her leg was already uh, cut off but uh, after that you have to you know properly dress it otherwise gangrene sets in and gangrene had set in it had to be further cut and which required that she should be given anesthesia but the village there is no anesthesia available and she said till now god has taken care of me now we were reading swami ji said that uh, don't be anxious i will be taken care of or if not taken care i will pass away that kind of attitude so she says till now god has taken care of me in future also he will take care she said go ahead with, with amputation and they did she said i i could not withstand that pain i became unconscious later she was shifted to all india institute of medical sciences four months she took to recover but look at it this is where the now manifestation of her will further starts she said i decided i will not lose my enthusiasm for life so what i will still attain something in my life and uh, she told her brother who was military officer <coughs> that i would like to climb mount or everest ridiculous a person with one leg lying on the bed uh, in the in the ordinary medical science said i will climb the everest and brother said yes my sister you do i am there with you parents laughed at uh, the both brother and sister but brother said i will take care of you they didn't have money so after she came from the hospital she went to bachindri pal she is the one woman you know who has climbed everest and uh, she runs some kind of a training academy so after much after calling her five times missed calls and all that finally she repicked up and she went and met her and uh, bachindri pal had tears in her eyes how did you get this idea you have just uh, i cannot imagine that that how can you climb that but she said yes i will do it and then said you come and for one year she underwent training with an artificial one leg which is uh, sponsored by now this all news came in the papers also when that she was thrown out of the running train and all that yeah, her uh, career comes to an end so to say but she, she she does not give up that's the point so this is what is required in willpower also and then one year of training and uh, many times you have to put that leg where the leg is put that place uh, bleeding will happen but she will not still give up continue with willpower in fact this lecture or a discussion on willpower is nothing compared to that example a living example of what is willpower and uh, she uh, goes to everest and she describes in details how she one finally reached what is called as a blue uh, ice a blue place where you know even the slightest uh, uh, speaking even can disturb the snow or the ice there so you have to be very careful and she did some rehearsal and finally along with the sherpa she went up and uh, she says when i was about to go up 
how she built up stamina. It's a long story how she built up stamina and all that. And her brother gave up the, her, his job so that that money could be utilized to help her. And also another brother would run the auto rickshaw and send money to her so that she can, you know. Though Tata's had given a sponsorship, she was still running certain uh, amount of money was not there. She happened to meet one of her Swamiji's in Badodara who said, we will help you. She wanted an extra leg because this leg was, uh, you know, getting uh, worn out. So, he arranged for it, another sum, maybe around 75,000 rupees to buy another one leg. It was done. And she is climbing up and uh, she says, almost we are climbed up. Suddenly, it says, no oxygen in the cylinders. Just a few, uh, less than a few meters are remaining. She says, how can I go back? Sherpa says, come back. In Wakitaki, they say, you come back. There is no oxygen, you can't continue. They say, no, I will go. Faith in God. That Swamiji, while uh, she was leaving, she, he had given her a small photo photograph, a small card containing pictures of Sri Ramakrishna, Holy Mother and Swami Vivekananda. And she kept it in her uh, pocket. And now and then she would see that. She, that will give me strength. And she has mentioned it. That will give me strength. Swamiji will give me strength. And when she finally, she, saw, she says, I saw so many dead bodies there. People climb up. They just die. Just before her eyes, somebody from Russia died. And then as she is going up, somebody with a, a, a British uh, climber was returning and he had an extra cylinder. He wanted to dispose that off. Imagine this. Just then she finds one extra cylinder as if God listened to her you know, strong will. And uh, she comes back, she goes up there and does some puja. She goes to the top of the Everest, does some puja. She puts that picture of Swamiji there and does some puja there. That was very nice when she told that, that faith. And then she said, I came back alive. That's the point. Many people go up but they don't come back alive. This is willpower. Now she's very much here, she has spoken many of her centers also. And she's wanting to start an, an academy for training the people with this kind of background or those who are physically challenged to help them in mountaineering or others come up in life. So this is an example of what is willpower. How a willpower can overcome all obstacles and all things that come in our way. A, per, a person with a, a very you know, weak willpower would have not even attempted going to Everest after that kind of incident. So there should be a understanding that life is not just meant to be uh, lived in a way as it comes. Try to do something which is, which requires something great. It's only the ideal of greatness which can keep us going. So success in any field requires willpower. Especially, you require willpower very much in self-improvement. Improving yourself, you require a lot of willpower. And uh, according to the Upanishads, at the core of the universe itself, there is nothing but a divine willpower. It is said that in the Upanishad comes that there was God, uh, there was a some, you know, some state where there was no creation. 
So there was some being, and that being desired saikshata. In Sanskrit, it comes saikshata. Ikshata means to desire. Eko ham bahusyamaha. I am one. Let me become many. So even the very core of the universe, there is will, a divine will. And uh, according to our uh, tradition, it is asked, what is will? We say willpower. What is it? Is it just some ego, or is it something more? Our scriptures call it as a mixture of two things, a mixture of uh, uh, self, which is of the nature of self, which is nature of divinity, nature of consciousness, and a little of matter, which is not nature of uh, divinity, but which is there. So, a mixture of divinity and matter is what is called um, willpower in the traditional sense. Willpower and character are deeply interrelated. You know, the word character is always taken to it's, gr- it's taken for granted that the word character means good. Oh, he is a person of character, or he is a person not of. We never say that he is a person of good character. We say he is a man of character. It's taken for granted. But actually the word character, if you separate the word good and bad, what does it mean? Character means a set of habits, a set of samskaras. The sum total of whatever has happened to you is your character. The sum total. So at some point of time, um, there, was, there was an occasion when you had an, uh, an opportunity to cheat. You did not cheat. That made your character. All small little events together make our character. Character is not just uh, one something which is visible when I go to stage and give a lecture and impress others with my oratory. No, that's not character. When you are all alone and nobody is watching you, no reward and no punishment is uh, there in, in lieu of what you do. What you are at that time, that is your character. Nobody is watching you. Nobody need watch you. And what you are at that time, that shows where you are. What is your character? It is this, you know, it's, character is fully not visible to us. It is the sum total of our samskaras or inherent tendencies. We do some action, we say it's over. It's not over. It leaves an impression on the mind. It leaves an impression. Especially more younger you are, more, you know, stronger will be that uh, impression or more sensitive you are, more stronger will be that impression. Mahatma Gandhi, as a young boy, went to see Harishchandra's drama, Satya uh, Harishchandra. And you know, Harishchandra is supposed to be the embodiment of truthfulness. So that, just one watching of drama, just one witness, left such an impression on his mind, that he said, I will try to follow truth always. Now, put this on one side, put on the other side, all types of gross misconduct or immoral things people see on TV or see in the, read in the papers, will it not leave an impression on the mind? And people say, oh there is so much of disrespect for women, there is uh, molestation of uh, girls and uh, so many cases are reported. It's natural. It should happen. Why? Because you are producing the cause. Stop the cause first. What is that? 
Don't allow all these things enter your mind through eyes and ears. So it has an impression that character is built by all these small little things that we see. We see one, you know, there was a uh, kind of a research book done long back. I had seen it some uh, more than a decade back. So where the author had said that more violence you watch on TV, more it makes you inwardly drawn towards violence. But since it's a TV, you are not doing it, but it is leaving an impression inside. Quite possible, quite true. That you are watching it and it is having an impression on you. Now you might say, what shall we do? You cannot close down the TV. You cannot give up the internet or reading. But you use your discrimination, your discernment, your choice, what I should see, what I should not see. What I should absorb by seeing and hearing, what I should not. That freedom everyone has. Everyone is having that choice before him and you can make use of that. So character starts, is very much related to will and will is related to action. Whatever actions we do, that is also interrelated. Now comes the question, this is will, these are various aspects of will, willpower. How do we develop willpower? One thing we all know that if there is crime, it's all a case of uh, will ill-directed, badly directed or will which is weak in the good sense. All cases of people indulging in corruption or corrupt practices or lack of integrity, telling lies, cheating, it's all a question of an expression of will, the will power being weak or ill-directed. Or it is strong in the wrong direction. It's actually it is not strong, but it is there in the wrong direction. A person wants to cheat, come what may. That's will, but wrong directed. So we should have a will which is well directed. But problem is, very often when we say the will should be well directed, it should be in the positive side, there the will becomes very weak. Good people are identified as weak people. Oh, he is good means uh, don't care about it. He is good, ah, don't worry. He won't harm. So, goodness is taken to mean something which does not do harm. Actually, goodness should mean to do something which is good. Positively, dynamically good. Again, I will quote a small uh, incident. I think we should call the hymn. There is one speaker in the youth meet which I had gone to who studied in IIT in Karatpur and after his uh, studies he started a small group for the people, uh, for the homeless children, four children. But he began with that but he read Swamiji very well and now he is having 850 children under his care and he said uh, I began by how the money would come see the moment you want to do something good they say where is the money Are money is secondary it will come service is an attitude people don't have the attitude and they want money they think money is more important first is the attitude so he is having the attitude so money will come he said first I began by giving tuitions after all he is from IIT he is good in his subject and he wanted to prepare students for IIT. So a lot of people came. With that he managed initially. And then 
फाइनली इज हैविंग इज नेम डॉग में जिसमें इस परिवार जिसमें इस विनायक लोहिया लोहानी परिवार इफ यू गो टू दी नेक्स्ट यू कैन गेट इट पॉइंट इज दिस एंड ही इज ऑल्सो इनिशिएटेड बाय रामी रंगनाथ आनंद जी पॉइंट इज दैट फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल वी शुड बी क्लियर अबाउट हाउ इट इज हैविंग एन इम्पैक्ट ऑन अस हाउ फर्स्ट वी शुड हैव द विल एक्चुअली इन ऑर्डर टू डेवलप द विल पावर यू शुड हैव विल विल टू डेवलप द विल पावर एंड दिस डिजायर विल टू डेवलप द विल पावर is what is called in simple word called sincerity are you sincere are we sincere there's a point if we are sincere sincerity generally means okay i am i am very much wanting it but actually sincerity is putting together your all scattered energies into one direction and you have cases of sincere striving or sincere seeking almost in all walks of life whether it is spiritual uh, or is moral or it is uh, scientific or whether it is business or whether it is art any area you go you will find expressions of this sincerity as a very important factor in success anywhere sincerity are you sincere are you willing to pay price for that now it is said of chanakya now these are all stories which have come down so let don't, don't look into the historicity of it but this is said of chanakya that <coughs> uh, that it is it's all believed you know that uh, either whether it is chanakya or one of the other great people so his teacher was teaching him and uh, this boy was not learning he's not get absorbed getting a, you know responding well to the teaching so the teacher one day he knew some kind of astrology he called him he said show me your hand he showed he examined the lines on the hand some palmistry and said oh you don't have the line of knowledge vidya rekha itself is not there yeah all right you go he asked sir what is vidya rekha he said this is the rekha this is the line you should have on your hand which means then only you can have this all right boy went home did not come for 10 days when he came he was having some kind of a bandage on his hand they asked the teacher asked why did you not come sir i was uh, my hand got a little problem was there he said what happened he said you told me that uh, i don't have vidya rekha so i went home and took a hot iron uh, uh, thing heat it up in fire and drew one line on my hand there was a line you had told me and that man came out to be an, a genius in his field sincerity is there i am not saying that we should go and take some iron and draw a line on that point is the sincerity do we have that sincerity if sincerity is there we can do re- remarkable thing people have lot of uh, excuses they say no don't give me 100 reasons for not doing something give me one reason for doing it they give 100 reasons i can't do this and they have a sense of victimhood or a martyr i am the shaheed i am the martyr whole universe was against me my parents were against me my education was against me my friends were against me that is why i am at a very loss you know i please overcome this victim attitude this is very important for developing will power don't blame others for what you are you might say no i am i have to blame them 
because there are occasions that they create problems for me. I am sitting quietly, somebody comes and shows me something on the internet and I start seeing. He is to be blamed for that. Friend, you had a, cho- a choice. You could have said no. You could have said no to that. You have a power. We think we have no choice. You have a choice. It is said of um, that between two thoughts there is a space. Between two thoughts, I say a thought and the next thought comes and there is a small space. There is where we make a choice. It is called, you know, uh, you have a response and a challenge. You are first challenge, challenge and response. You are challenged. What is that? I'll give an example from Swamiji's life that there was this, in the, in the, it happened in the West in America. Swamiji was going with uh, two ladies, they are devotees, and they were, Swamiji was walking with them. And suddenly a bull came charging. And Swamiji just pushed those ladies aside and stood there in his usual pause. Something, the bull came near, stopped there and you know, nodded his head and went away. Somehow he did not charge. What happened we do not know. So somebody asked Swamiji, Swamiji, what were you thinking when the bull was coming to charge you? He says, I was looking at the bull and calculating uh, when it hits me, with how much force and with how many meters away I will fall. Do we have that choice making with us? We will run away, we will say fear. But here is somebody who has that, uh, who can make some choice. It's choice making we have to do. You see, you can see how willpower is manifested in our small little things in life. It all begins with that. Please remember the basis of willpower is not big decisions in life, but small decisions in life. For example, you make a decision, most important and most difficult to follow, early rising decision. That I will rise early in the morning, which means I will start the day as the way I want to start. I am not controlled by the timing of the class, but I am controlled by my own will. So the timing of the class is at 8, so I decide I'll get up at 7.30 or 7.45 and uh, come up with all my best abilities to finish everything in 10 minutes and reach the class. Not that. I will get up as I have considered which is good for me. It's good for me. It's not pleasant to me. It's good for me. It's the difference. So we put the alarm and we want to get up as per the alarm's calling. But when the alarm rings, we say, please keep quiet. Don't worry, I am at peace. Don't disturb me. So it all begins with that, small, small things. First we have to take care of those small things. So one of our Swamiji's used to say, um, it is not the big tragedies in life, but small tragedies in life where the whole secret lies small tragedies. We have given words to somebody. We know that we should fulfill it, but for some unexplained reason, we don't fulfill it. And that builds up an image of mistrust or loss of trust. That goes in making of your uh, character. Character is not, as I said, a a platform work. Platform is not even a, uh, character is not even a literary work. It's a day-to-day work. That is why uh, it is said of, you know, 
due to the influence which you have on your life by somebody who is a man of character or a woman of character is much more than a person who is simply speaking about it. So you have to live with such people. If you want to change yourself, the best way is to live in the company of those who are having strong, pure character. The best way of changing oneself, not books, though books are important. They help us. Association with men of character, association with men of strong will, that is the way we can actually change ourselves. So the small tragedies in life we should take care of. If there is, the small tragedies become the bigger tragedies. They are the basis of that. So we speak of, you know, uh, in Sanskrit the tradition is called Nishtha. You should have Nishtha. Hold on to it. Hold on to it. It is said of a Russian story, he said that there is a uh, farmer who was having so much of Nishtha about prayer. Both morning and evening he had a small prayer book and he used to read that. One day it so happened, he went and uh, after going into the jungle where he had to go, several miles away from his house, he, he discovered that he had not brought the uh, prayer book and he didn't remember the prayer, its full prayer. See the nishtha. He, he just, you know, in the Russian uh, alphabet, whatever, let's say in English alphabet, there's all the alphabets, A, B, C, D, F, J. He went on repeating them. And then prays to the Lord, Oh Lord, today I forgot to bring the prayer, prayer book. Uh, so I am offering all these uh, letters to you. You yourself make the prayer and please read it. See the sincerity, see the nishtha of it. And do you see, Lord will not understand. Sometimes we think Lord has, whom we call as the creative force of the core of this universe. We call it God, we call it nature. We call it Oversoul, Brahman, any word doesn't matter. Let us be clear of the idea. If you think there is some such force at the core of the universe, we sometimes think that that universe, that co uh, force is having less intelligence than us. So you won't understand. One who has made this remarkable universe around us with such cosmic order, See now it's month of February, you are slow, slowly becoming hot. So Chennai is always hot, but it's becoming hotter. Again next February it will become similarly hot. There will be some environmental changes, but there is a cosmic order in things. In the month of uh, April, May, we expect it to be hot. Why? Because seasons are changing. Why earth is moving exactly on its axis? So we believe there is a cosmic order in the world. In the Vedic tradition, this cosmic order was called as Ritam. This is Sanskrit word, Ritam. And uh, Ritam was later seen as an order in the life also. There is an order in the life also. And that was called as Dharma. Dharma is an expression of Ritam. For example, people say, Oh, Dharma... Dharma is generally translated as religion, but it's not religion in that sense. Dharma is an order which keeps you from disintegrating. Dharayate iti dharma. So for example, uh, we, we always expect certain things from others. So if you are in the classroom, you expect the teacher to come on time. Simple thing. And if you are a teacher, you have certain expectation from the students. 
Suppose there is a policeman, we have certain expectation from him, he should be like that, he should be like that. Or we, if you are working in some office, you expect that the person who is your boss or your colleague, he will not treat you with something unfair, he should treat you properly. He should not cheat, he should not uh, do some politics behind the scene. No, you would not forbear it. Why? Why should we not for, uh, forbear it? Because that's the very nature of life. <coughs> in order to keep life well integrated, there are certain laws, and that is called dharma. Dharayate, that which holds together. Now, when we expect from others, should not others expect this from us? Problem is, we think, uh, for me, you can give me some concession. Others should do it well. Others should keep their words. Others should be fair and honest. Others should be good and compassionate. Others should be always full of integrity. What about you? Uh, let us see. No. It all begins with oneself. All self-improvements begin with I. I have to change. Not even we have to change. When you say we means it gets, you know, a, a pronoun with a lot of people included in that and in that sometimes we are, we are subtracted. No, it always has, I have to get up, I have to change, I have to improve. There I is required, don't try to become humble at that time. No, I will not use the word I. Please use the word I, if you have to change yourself. So, willpower begins with, uh, with with small little practices in life, from there we should have first of all the sincerity, will to develop the will. There are two obstacles to that. First is, you will regret about the past. Oh, there was a time when I did not have willpower. Or you will have uh, another obstacle which is, feeling kind of anxious about the future. Suppose it doesn't happen. Why do you think of that? Now focus on the present. Be focused on what you are doing now. Forget about the past. You have learned some lessons from that. That's sufficient. We must learn. It's one of the most fascinating studies. This study of the self. Study yourself. Swadhyaya. Swadhyayana. Study yourself. Study your motives. Study your experiences. Study your own reactions. But a very fascinating study. You will, one thing you will find is, when it comes to studying oneself, we have some peculiar notion. What is that? When it comes to others, we are very good judge. When it comes to ourselves, we are very good advocates. Defense counsel. I always want to defend oneself. No, no, I should be like that. It's my nature. I have to do like that. I can't help it. When it comes to others, no, no, he should be like that. He must be sentenced, judging, judging others and self-defending oneself. We should avoid that. We can do it by um, developing a little sense of detachment. Like detachment from yourself, detachment to the world, detachment to things. Be objective to that. Objectively watching things. Be objective. Like, uh, you know, we have one of the steps in meditation is witness to one's thoughts. Just to be a witness to yourself. Every day sit for 5 minutes, 10 minutes. Witness yourself. 
so many things will be revealed to you about yourself generally we are very good at observing even smallest things about others and how they go wrong and what they do and which way they look and which way they are hearing everything we observe very well observation about oneself is generally very poor almost nil that this is my defect if a person develops that observation about oneself he will automatically develop self correction also because we don't want to be in that state always we want to change our very nature is we want to be good so this is very important that we not get caught in regretting about the past or being anxious about the future and also have some conviction follow that something you should have faith in one of our monks used to say there are two types of believers one believer who believes in the existence of god another believer who believes in the non existence of god both are believers very sincere some people are very we very much believe there is no god there are some these also believing first of all point is you have power of believing power of conviction we should use that power of conviction for something better not for something bad it's not only that we should have strong will we should have right direction otherwise people like hitler too had very strong will power are people who have done so much of wicked and uh, violent cruelties in this world they were all men of will power but their will power has been in a direction which is least worthy of praise which means they are very harmful very violent even the people who are indulging in you know you open the newspapers in any city in india you find scams who are who are the people who are doing these scams or all these uh, corrupt practices most of them are not uneducated they are all educated people most of them are very educated people is it the purpose of education that we learn to become corrupt and unfair and dishonest the real purpose of education is to train the will power in right direction they are all people who have somehow got degrees and money making is a sole aim in their life money is a very good servant but very bad master it's such a bad master it disintegrates families it disintegrates culture it disintegrates everything money 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 there are uh, such uh, cases it's, it is you know horrifying even to listen to them one case i heard how money becomes everything there was this uh, person to whom money means everything his father is not well and he takes him to a hospital a government hospital admits him there and this boy does, this person does not turn up for two days and uh, then they call up the addresses which he has given is they are all fake addresses he wants to get rid of his father why money money is getting spent on his father see where is culture gone where is morality gone where human humanity gone why money has become the leader money is a very bad master very bad master what he forgets is 
today you behave like this with your father tomorrow your children will behave in the same way with you or maybe worse because you are setting up uh, setting in motion a very very bad moral order you know story is told of uh, a little child uh, a, a grandfather and uh, husband and wife and their child they used to sit and eat together so once in a while the grandfather because he was old while taking the spoon up they will eat in the dining table he will spill over so sometimes this husband and wife they will talk in a in a lighter way or in a very displeased way what is this he is spoiling the whole nice atmosphere so they made a separate table for him and made a one big bowl where everything is put one day they were searching that lady had to put uh, food in that and she was searching for that bowl it is not to be found searching everywhere and finally she found that uh, child has hidden somewhere that little boy he said you give me that bowl i have to give it uh, i have to give uh, serve food in that the child said no i will not give and why no i want to keep it when you become old i will use it then they understood how they are sending a wrong uh, message to the child so character is you know its lecture is fine but the day to day activities we really teach us it is there the will will power is uh, uh, tested i'll tell you one very inspiring anecdote it happened in mysore you know infosys chief our uh, narayan murthy so he had been invited to come to speak at our school there we have a school there the ramkrishna mission has a school there the large school so he was to speak there and mrs narayan murthy was also invited since she is a devotee of the shri ramkrishna and all that and she is very much known to many monks and she has helped extended her help for many of the projects so when uh, invited they invited sent invitation to her she said no i am not coming now why now both of us we don't go to the same function why this is because narayan murthy's mother and my grandmother and somebody other three ladies are there at home somebody has to take care of them and we don't keep servants this is called you know will power working in your day to day life you make adjustments for that this cult i hold on to certain values now before i close one small thing if you want to make your will power very strong there are other things also which are of great help such as prayer and repetition of god's name if you do regularly you offer your prayers at a in a set time it's not about reading some sanskrit text though it's a great help it's about expressing ourselves to god in whichever way we address him and repeat his name these two practices also help in uh, making the mind very strong in fact uh, there was a book about it written by one neuroscientist who said that these things help in strengthening the will power so will power has to be strengthened that is only basis of success whether it is secular success or self improvement whatever be the case we need to have uh, a strong will power will power which is very well directed strong and it should have very clear value system towards that it has to go it sometimes mean 
success in the secular sense, in the worldly sense, sometimes it doesn't mean success, doesn't matter. But you hold on to that willpower and do something, that is very important. So, one thing, you know, we all know these things. Janami dharmam, nachame pravritti. We all know all these things. But I don't feel, I know what dharma is. It is said in the Prapanna Gita. I know what it is. Janami dharmam, name pravritti mai. But I don't follow it. Janami adharmam, I know what is wrong. Name nivritti. I don't stop doing it. This is a universal problem. This problem has to be tackled first of all. We have to begin from wherever we are and uh, be convinced in your mind first of all that will is one thing which has to be developed. There are obstacles but that is the only way for success whether it is secular success or moral success or spiritual success whatever level of success we need strong willpower and it can be developed irrespective of our background irrespective of what we have led our life earlier like we have everyone has got a positive open uh, invitation to develop the willpower thank you if you have any questions we'll discuss <laughs> Before I uh, we take up questions, let me also introduce this little book which I have before me. What I have spoken is partly based on, uh, on this book and uh, partly from other sources, from my own little thinking. This book is Willpower and its Development. It's the subject of today's uh, topic also. It is written by one Swamiji, Swami Buddhanandaji. Now if anybody wants this book, please let us know. We will be happy to get this book for you. Please give your names to Naveen later. Uh, we'll get this book for you. Anyone. We are sincere about it. the time some questions come. Let me inform our friends here on 6th, today's uh, second, on 6th onwards for 9 days there will be celebrations in the Vivekananda Illam. Now what is Vivekananda Illam? It is on the Marina Beach. That is the place where Swami Vivekananda stayed for 9 days when he came here in 1897. During that period he gave some very uh, historic lectures which are all form of a book called Lectures from Colombo to Almora. So Swamiji stayed for nine days there. Later the Ramakrishna Math was started there and it functioned for nine years or ten years there till it came to its present location in Mailapur. So every year we celebrate those nine days of Swamiji's stay there. We call that as Vivekananda Navaratri, nine days. You know what is Navaratri? So Navaratri is celebrated in the form of everyday evening. There is a, uh, either some music program or some lecture reading and prasada distribution. And the whole building is lit up 
those who have not gone to Vivekananda Illam, you can take this as an opportunity to go there. Uh, of course, the building is under slightly under some renovation and a new building is also coming up. That is uh, a very old building. It is also called Ice House. It is called Ice House because, to your surprise, there was no ice making in India in uh, those days, in 1840s. And uh, one Mr. Tudor, he brought ice from Massachusetts by ship to three places in India and he built it, he built ice houses where it will be stored. So one was here, it's called ice house. There was one in Calcutta and in Bombay. Bombay and Calcutta is no longer there. Those buildings pulled down or fell down. But this building continues because later on they added verandas to that. The middle portion is like a big cylinder and then verandas are there. It's a semicircular building. Very impressive, it looks like a small palace. The inside is nothing palace, it's all very complicated because it's all you know, things which have added. So we have that uh, it was 30 years, it was done in 1842, so 170 years old it is. So we have uh, earlier, after that got over, then Swamiji stayed there. He was a guest of somebody. And then it went to uh, starting of some institution there. It came to the Ramakrishna Mutt around 15 years back. So now we have renovated the whole thing. In fact, from IIT, some of the civil engineering people have helped us to uh, restore it also because it's a restoration work, old building. And we have a uh, two exhibitions are there one on Swamiji's life and another on Indian culture. And there is one 3D theatre there where Swamiji's film, a short film of 15 minutes is shown. And other things are also coming up. Those who have not seen that, you can visit that for seeing this also. Even other days you can visit, not just these nine days. This is uh, for nine days. You can get the detailed program from our website. Ram Krishnamat Chennai website is there. Here's a question. How to develop self-esteem? The word esteem comes to mean that respect, a kind of value. You should have self-value or you should value yourself. First of all, to begin with, you keep, keep uh, your promises. To begin with, keep promises. You make a promise to yourself or you promise to others. Slowly, when you are able to fulfill your promises, otherwise don't make promises. I will come at 5 o'clock, you don't come. Then slowly you lose your faith in your capacity to be so organized that you should come at 5. Because every work requires some background organization. If I have to come at 5 means I should start at this time, it means I should finish other work earlier, I should, if I have to take a bath, I must finish, I should have a time for that. All this requires certain self-management, proper self-management. So once you are able to develop little of that self-management properly like this, then you will be able to keep your words, do your things and slowly one self-confidence will come. That is self-esteem. Self-esteem also means faith in your capacities. Generally, we go by others' opinion about us. Why do you go by that? What others' opinion is there about you? You should rather stick on your opinion about yourself. Have a healthy self-opinion, not an unhealthy self-opinion. 
there are two types of unhealthy self opinion one is that i am good for nothing i can't do anything that is very very negative another way is that oh whatever you may say i am always less than the others you may be less than than the others but you are also more than somebody else in the kathopanishad nachiketa uses this beautiful sentence you know kathopanishad is one of the upanishads which swami vivekananda liked very much there are 120 verses in that and uh, swami ji used to tell that people should memorize them of course the deep meaning in those verses and the famous verse istishtata jagrata prapya varan nibodata arise awake and stop not till the goal is reached comes from that upanishad so in that upanishad nachiketa the young boy when he scolded by his father that you go to death mritya mritya vedadam yaham i send you to death then this boy says why is my father telling me to go to death am i so useless he says i am pahuna me mi prathamah i am first among many people pahuna me mi madhyamah among many people i am middle mediocre but i am not the most useless person i have something in me so have that kind of self concept every person has got some unique qualities in him and those qualities are unique about him please recognize those things about yourself and also remember the same divinity which is in others is also is in you same divinity like the different waves are there in the ocean big wave small wave medium wave but behind all the waves there is the same water so we should always remember that divine core of our being we are all what the what is called in the sanskrit atman we are the divine so begin with making small promises small small steps don't take big steps you know what are big steps is this like i light a small fire on matchstick and you bring a big log of wood and put on that fire is there this is also combustible this wood but it will not light why it's too big for that so always begin with that you could should have brought small piece of uh, paper make it big make that fire big then you put a log likewise in our life also some people say ah on fine day i will start what is that ah that day i will um, have a perfect routine and i will read this book i will do meditation i will go for yoga i will do this it will not happen always begin wherever you are add a little little incrementations every day first you add for 5 minutes of reading of some self improvement book so swami vivekananda's call to the nation which we read at the beginning if anybody wants that we have that copy you can take that so begin with that 10 minutes little incrementation little little every day if you add you know full thing it will never happen this is actually called big syndrome i will do in a big way it will not happen so there was this lady who had adopted this principle of doing big things she had a large house and did not have much to help her to assist her to clean up so she had made her own chart so you can adopt it in your room also so we think of cleaning the room suppose you think of cleaning the room so we say oh sundays i will clean 
uh, not this Sunday, I am busy, next Sunday. And for months together that Sunday does not come. So instead of that, you fix on that particular day, today I will clean first shelf, sufficient. There are five shelves or three shelves or two shelves, first shelf, half shelf. That day I will clean that portion of my room. Uh, that, that I will do, uh, I will clean the first ten books. You go on doing it every day, little, little. You can do wonders in your life. So always begin with small things. In life sometimes it, it feels like doing even something productive or useful is just distraction from doing the right thing. But I have no idea what the right thing is. What do you suggest and suppose uh, it is? First of all, what's your goal in life? Then only you can decide what is right and wrong. First you should have a goal. See, people think goal is it's all right. Friends, goal is most essential thing in life. When you get into an auto rickshaw and uh, auto rickshaw says, auto rickshaw driver says, where do you want to go? Ah, wherever you take me, doesn't matter. You never talk like that. You have a goal. Ah, take me to Mailapur or take me to an airport or take me to, uh, a, to the railway station. <laughs> Likewise, when we get into our life, we should have a destiny. What's your goal in life? Please fix that. Maybe you have that. But there again two things about goal. That you should uh, have a goal about doing something in life, some ambition in life. Maybe you want to become a good painter or maybe you want to do something very good in your computer field or in science. One is that goal. Another is you should have an immediate goal. One is a goal and one is right now I have to finish this. I am not interested in the right the bigger goal. This smaller working ideal I should be very clear about. And remember there is also something called um, motive. Swami Vekananda's book is there, Karma Yoga. Those who have not read, please read it. In the Karma Yoga, Swamiji says, people work with different motives. Some people work for name and fame. Some people work for that they should be known very much after their death. Some people, they work for money. Some people work for uh, social, you know, uh, being well connected. All these are different, you know, motives. And the highest motive is unselfishness. So try to discover that. Maybe reading of that book will help you to discover. It's a small book of 110 pages and the size is also the same size. Karma Yoga. You will be able, I have seen one of our friends here, he was actually very much in confusion whether he should continue his M.Tech uh, degree, uh, studies. So he wanted to go away and do some social service. Then I said, brother, don't do that way. Getting a seat here is not easy. Having got it, don't run away from this. Please take this book and read it. Because social service people, the society is not waiting for you to do social service. Oh, come and save me. Nobody is waiting for you. Are you prepared to live that kind of life? Are you prepared to make such sacrifices which require a spiritual orientation in life? Otherwise, after some time, Experiences will come to you. You do not know what to do with them. What is that? You have helped some thousands of people. And then you say, nobody has recognized me. 
Nobody says that I have done great job. You see how uh, ungrateful the society is and you become negative. That's not the way of social service. It's an attitude and that comes only when you have deeper spiritual roots. So our friend uh, was open to that and it helped him very much to and he continues to do his MTech. So please uh, do something productive and useful as you said. Keep some goal in life then we can say whether it is productive. What is right is a question that comes to you. Know, what is right? What is wrong? These are all very deeply ethical questions. Swamiji says unselfishness is God. That which leads us towards unselfishness is right. That which makes us more and more selfish is wrong in the longer run, not in the immediate sense. The immediate sense, selfishness looks very nice. It looks very practical. But in the longer sense, it is only the unselfishness which makes us truly meaningful. Uh, there is a Hindi question here, mixture. Will power ko strong karne ke liye ke karan avashak ke liye koi karan avashak hai? अगर जीवन में कुछ पाने की इच्छा ना हो तब भी विल पावर का कोई रोल है फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल विल पावर को स्ट्रांग करने के लिए कोई कारण आवश्यक है ऑफकोर्स वाई आर यू बॉर्न फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल आई सेड यू शुड हैव ए कन्विक्शन और नॉट यू से आई डोंट हैव एनी गोल इन लाइफ इट मीन्स यू डू नॉट हैव यू हैव नॉट वैल्यूड योर ओन सेल्फ आई वुड सजेस्ट यू टू द क्वेश्चनर प्लीज रीड वन बुक इट्स कॉल्ड द अल्टीमेट गिफ्ट It's a small novel written by an American, beautiful novel of maybe 100 plus pages. It was a very popular novel. It's a story of a young man who inherits billions of dollars. Maybe it's an imaginary story. And uh, his uh, father or grandfather who actually has, is giving him the money, who, who is inher he's inheriting from that, he knew that nobody in the family will be able to retain the money because none of them have got any discipline. They will simply spend it off on parties and uh, an elite lifestyle. So he wants them to save it and he finds there is some hope in this young man and then he, how he trains that young man to value life. First you have that value life. You are born as a human being. Do you think it is something very simple, very uh, casual, something very ordinary. Oh, it's all right, there are so many beings, there is one dog also, there is one lion also, elephant also, one human being also. No, there is a difference. A cow or a dog or an elephant, they cannot do what a human being can do. You are specially gifted for that. You have something unique because you are a human being. You can think. Oh, dogs also think, but dogs only think everything only as a piece of flesh. Dog thinks of meat only, or a few things. It, it cannot think as the way you can think. You can think ultimately of God. As far as we know, a cow does not realize God. Or a tree does not become a rishi. No, it remains what they are. But you are a human being. So first of all, know that you are special. Why? Because they are a human being. Then you will discover <coughs> the purpose of life. The purpose of life. I will give you that book which I have recommended you. Another book, again by a Westerner. It's called Man's Search for Meaning in Life. There is a story of a person who was in uh, Ospitz uh, camp. 
Hitler's camp and he sees how people uh, they are dying there it is very much death is hanging before them and yet they do good to each other why he asks this question what is the driving force so please have some purpose some self worth that will power ko strong karne ke liye koi karan avashyak nahi this is the karan this is the reason that you are born as a human being you have got unique opportunities before you which others don't have and moreover let us be frank about it you are in iit so much money has been spent on you to bring it to to you to this level your parents your teachers your society have all worked hard to make you a useful member of the society till now you owe something to society you have to give something swami ji said i hold every man a traitor who having been educated at the cost of others pays not the least attention to them you go to afghanistan do they have an iit there why you see look at the society there it has been a broken shape they could not cultivate knowledge they have to just fight with each other and unless there is peace in society there will be no pursuit of knowledge and higher things you have that now give back something to society at least you have got you are better off in your subject give that knowledge you will your tears will come your eyes when you will go to the slums and teach who oh, people were wanting to know this much and i have so much yes you have so much with you you have so much you have so much your second question agar jeevan mein kuch paane ke liye ichha na ho if i don't have any desire to get anything in life tab bhi will power ka koi role hai right still i should there is a role of the will power that's what i am asking in the beginning <coughs> what is your perception of yourself you seem to be in a state which is i don't want anything in life you don't want anything in life please come here all of you sit here on chair we will all make pranam to you because you have become a realized soul you have become a saint a saint has no desire he is known as nishkala nish nishprapancha nishkama nish means not he has no desires left in him so when you have no desires left in you who are you you are god yourself god himself you are not god no are you sure that you have become free from all desires then don't go for lunch then it all begins with that you know our mind plays tricks with us our minds many time we want to feel that i have no desire there is a, a level, level because we could not fulfill certain desires or we had some bad experiences with fulfillment of certain desires so we develop uh, some kind of what we call vairagya dispassion actually that is not vairagya vairagya comes after all experiences are over bahu naam जन्मानंते ज्ञानवान प्रपद्यंते वासुदेवमिति सर्वं स महात्मा स दुर्लभः सेज द गीता दैट स्टेट ऑफ आई एम हैविंग नो डिजायर्स कम्स टू अ पर्सन हु हैज अंडरगॉन लॉट ऑफ एक्सपीरियंसेस दे से ओनली अ पर्सन हु हैज बीन अ किंग रिप्रेजेंटिंग ऑल द फेम पावर पोजीशन एन्जॉयमेंट इफ यू वाज अ किंग इन हिज प्रीवियस लाइफ and he had to be still born he is born at that stage where there is no desires left in other cases lot of desires are there lying hidden there was this old man who uh, suddenly had heard somewhere that you should realize god that is the purpose of life so he went home 
He said, I'm going to meditate. I don't care for anything. I'm going to meditate. I'll realize God. They say, by meditation you can experience God. So he sat down. He went to the basement of the house. And his son came and said, Papa, come for food. No food. I'll realize God first. So two days over. They are troubled in the whole family. What has happened to this old man? This our grandfather. He is not coming. No, there was, they had argued he did not listen. What to do? So there was a person living across the road. He was observing. He came to them. said, what happened? This is the reason. Oh, that's very simple. I'll solve it. So he went home and dressed him up. He said, what is that he is doing? That old man. He is sitting and repeating Lord Vishnu's name. Om Vasudeva, Yanama, Om Vasudeva. Oh, very good. He went and dressed himself as Vasudeva, Lord Krishna. And came there and uh, he had fixed up with his son. He went and stood in front, four hands, you know, and stood there and uh, asked him, when I stand there, you put a big uh, lamp light on me. So it was done. So then as he is saying Vasudeva, you know, he said, my son, I have come, open your eyes. God has come, he comes, open your eyes. The old man opened his eyes. Oh Lord, you have come. He couldn't believe himself. Oh, this God has come. Then he said, Yes, my son, what do you want? What? The last two days I have not taken coffee, even cup of coffee first time. <laughs> first you have to have undergood experiences of life. But go it along with dharma. This is what actually the religion of uh, India says that you follow your path of pravritti with certain dharma along with you. Then you yourself will realize that there is a higher path. So you should have something in life to do. We all have a purpose in life. We are all born with something to be you know, done. Dream and will. Difference and its effect on life. Dream and will which means you are dreaming something. Is it dream with open eyes or dream with closed eyes? There are two types of dreams, you see. You have a dream that you should start an engineering college. Or you have a dream that you should become the president of India. Or you have a dream to become a professor somewhere. Some dream. That is one. But if you are speaking of dream, which is... Uh, this dream, the first type of dream is... It requires that you should, you know, work hard to fulfill your dream. First of all, you should dream. Dream big things. Have a larger vision of life. Bigger than your ego. Then it is real dream. Then you, if you have only dream at a very lower level, it will be fulfilled, no doubt. But it will not give you the satisfaction which will give you, which will come to you if you have a dream bigger than your ego. Bigger than your only little word in which you live, your mother and father and family. Should you not do something for your mother and family? And No, you should do. But we are speaking there is something higher than that also. We need that. Very sadly, we need hundreds and thousands of people who can dream like that. Today we need people, you know, who are leaders. And a leader is one who can, you know, think for the good of others. You know the difference between leader and manager? <coughs> leader and manager, difference is this. You make a, a road is being made. And uh, the manager every day is taking care that the road is taking shape. It is dug open and uh, all the tar is brought and the, what is the size of the road, what is the thickness of the tar and all that. And he is very happy it is going on. Leader comes and says, why road is going this side? 
can't we have a better route let's lead us and that will be possible only if you have a larger vision of life you see the direction of life so first of all your dream only if it is centered in yourself you can fulfill it is no uh, it's not unethical but also along with that we had lectures the other day about uh, contributors uh, has it been put on the net eh? so on our website is put by v shrinivas on becoming a contributor not just a worker so try to become a contributor please see that lecture uh, it's there on the youtube and the other type of will uh, dream is that is your dream when you sleep Ah yes, what you have done during the day comes to you sometimes. Sometimes from the unconscious mind also many things come. Some people play football in their dream, and uh, one can see them fighting on the bed also. Why? Because it has become so vivid to them. So there, of course, is a different issue. <coughs> you told a real story of Miss Sinha who refused to give away her valuable to decoys. It was brave of her, but she lost her legs. So what's the point struggling against? seemingly defeating situation she may have lost the leg <coughs> but she re- but she has gained the status of a hero she is very happy about it she is very satisfied about her i have spoken to her a couple of times you can invite her here to iatn she will make you uh, you know we had one function in uh, lucknow where she spoke after she finished she she finished speaking there was a crowd of 3000 youths they all got up and there were tears in the eyes of many of the students this is called what is the use of uh, you know having two legs and no bravery i'm not saying that one should get one's leg cut i'm not that's not the point point is she has found a meaning in that from your angle it may not be but from her angle she has found a meaning in that maybe it was waiting for that maybe in some other uh, uh, way she could have found some meaning but here she has found it she did not uh, plan in any way if she has found it that's good enough if you think no it should not have been that's a very personal thing she thinks it she has found it and uh, we have to see her life there is somebody who is for example mr kalam abdul kalam ji when he did not get his uh, job as he wanted as a pilot she was disappointed so you might say what's the use his sister putting uh, uh, all her uh, jewels or you know ornaments getting some money for him to go and study what's the use he did not get a job if he had stopped there but now you know the full story oh that was a stepping stone for something else so the problem is we know only part of the story if you know the full story when you when you see a drama Uh, you need a, a second or third scene and something very horrible has happened you say what is this hopeless and you get up and go but then somebody says you should have seen the full drama that was a very good actually scene it led to something better see in our life also is like that sometimes things look, seem to be looking very bad but actually they were stepping stone for something better so see it from that angle that she has uh, won something in life in spite of knowing what is good and what is bad though the well educated uh, people involved in corruption and violence in the society why and what are they looking in their attitude why and what are they looking in their atti- lacking in their attitude Se- second question how can we motivate our will power by not <coughs> 
losing our track first question what are they lacking in their attitude first thing is they want immediate success all those who become corrupt they want immediate success they don't care for the uh, rightness or wrongness of the means they want a shortcut and shortcut may give you temporary success it will not enrich your life it will not enrich the society you will have to learn the patience you know swami ji's statement is there unselfishness is more paying but people don't have the patience to practice it see every sentence of swami ji will find some insight there he says it is more paying paying means it is more profitable in the long run for example you are making uh, you tomorrow you start in industry and you are making some pistons now how do you practice unselfishness there you make good pistons you don't say advertise something and make something else suppose you advertise it something very good pistons are very good but uh, your quality of material that you use is not good very soon your company will lose all its reputation to use as you are advertising same material same thing is actually a form of unselfishness is an unselfishness that i what i am saying i am doing it i am not cheating people so in a long run unselfishness is more paying but people don't have the patience you build up a reputation you you do things in an excellent way that's also a form of uh, unselfishness unselfishness is not always that i give away this book to you and i feel very satisfied that's one way but there are other ways practical ways in which unselfishness has to be practiced so in the long run they want shortcut things and secondly they are somehow they don't have strong will power these people who indulge in corruption they don't have strong will power they you know bow down to circumstances bow down to pressures they are not willing to pay price for standing firm so you know if you have to stand firm means you have to pay price for it it means maybe you are uh, uh, victimized for some times for some by somebody are you willing to pay price for that that much bravery if he have there will be no corruption and moreover these people who have uh, indulging in corruption they are very much into a word of greed which very clear they want money so there is a small incident long back one of our monks told this there was this young boy who said that who had heard about how to fight corruption and all that so he was thinking how i can he is a school boy how i can help so he asked his father to get him shoes in those days this is around uh, almost uh, 17 18 years back and those shoes he had seen one of his classmates wearing so shoes were very expensive shoes around 3 and 1/2000 rupee in those days now it would be not that costly but still costly though say 3 and 1/2000 then he started thinking my father has got this much of income i know he goes to an office this is his uh, uh, job this is what he does and he is paid for it now if i ask him to get those shoes for me it means i am asking more money practically i am asking him to earn more money he has no option but to make it somehow to please me so maybe he will do something unethical he will take bribe or he will ask for a commission somewhere why because he has to fulfill my need so in a way i am making my father corrupt so it said 
he went to his father and said father please don't get me those suits uh, uh, which i asked you get me whatever you think you can afford to give me i'll be happy with it this is how we can contribute you see don't force your people who are earning the greed you see somebody's greed and it actually doesn't require expensive uh, shoes you look into your needs our needs are very few somebody whom who was to speak to me uh, on the phone he had told me he'll call me at a particular time did call me and uh, after a long time when i asked him he called next day he said what happened you were to call me yesterday oh i had gone to buy a watch what's that he had seen advertisement somewhere of a watch oh so he went in search of that place it took him 3 3 and a half uh, hours to go and come and how much is the watch the 9000 rupees what for to, to come on time isn't it our needs are very few we have you know the branded watch and branded things we just analyze things needs are very few we have added things to that why because it it satisfies our ego it seems to make us superior to others more elite than others we become uh, uh, kind of uh, their uh, success or attention is on us our religion says that you should try to overcome these things this is a real meaning of religion going to temple and uh, uh, all the external marks etc that is not the real core of religion there only something something like a protective body but the real core is its power of transformation of an individual from a very very wayward life of thinking to an inward life where you have discrimination think over what do i need do i really need i will ask you to also read uh, if you have not read a small book called peace pilgrim there was this lady in america who walked around the country for 30 years wearing her what we call here as track suit and uh, canvas shoes and toothpaste and a comb and and to brush and little paper and pen on the other two pockets that's all her possession for 30 years what we call wandering monks in india you see our monks they very little possession and she says in one place see that the best way to spread peace is to simplify life make your life simple you don't need so many things who asked you to uh, you know sometimes we should blame advertisement companies for increasing our needs they advertise and they create what is called an a sense of importance for that something we we, we believe it we never question it you know we like humble children so oh, yes very good you said this oil will give me infinite happiness okay or this car will make me perfectly satisfied okay we forget that these are all things which are there for useful for some time not forever there are objects are consumeristic things before us we have to use them not get used by them use them that's all so please think over it so there she refers to one lady who used to work very hard she was a spinster she didn't uh, she was living alone she had a big house of three rooms and she had to work very hard and she was not happy with her job so she asked this lady oh, what to do i am not getting peace in life so she 
So she made inquiry, what are you doing? She said all these things. Why do you need such a big house? No, I have to uh, take care of it. So in order to take care of it, I have to do overtime work. I have to generate income to see that this is... So you are working hard to look after the furniture? That is what she is doing. Then she understood. She made it a smaller house and she was very happy. Many of the small little changes we can do. So corruption, root of it is lack of thinking. Little analysis you do. We are not asking you not to wear good clothes, not to have good food. Please have it. But there is a thing called need and it is called greed. Don't go for greed. Please fulfill your needs in a very royal way, good way. But look, there are people who are uh, who do not get uh, two meals a day and their number is in millions. Millions. And there are, you go to big five-star hotels in any of the big cities in India, at the end of the day, how much of food is wasted? One lorry can be filled. So much of food is there. What are we doing? Maybe somebody can join and collect all that food and distribute to the poor people. Many things can be done. So we can overcome our things by this kind of a uh, thinking. And last question, does the creative uh, creatures or beings considered lower in consciousness uh, than human beings also have will and how does it work for them? They also have will, but their will is supposed to be very, very uh, undeveloped or the level of its expression is very low. For example, a lion can only think of attacking somebody in the food chain and take care of itself. A lion will not try to join IAT. A lion will not try to become a great lion or a powerful lion. It's just a lion. So the Prakriti, nature, is a very given expression to that only that much. Only man, human beings have got this tremendous potential. They can transform. So they have a will but very low level will. Second question, <coughs> does the intention about any habit, uh, any work to be done also affects the will? If, if yes, how can the intentions be directed towards correct direction? First is, does the intention about any habit or any work to be done also affects the will? Will in the sense, how much motivated you are. If you are very motivated uh, to do something, then your will will flow in a very big way. It will overcome all obstacles. It will overcome all obstacles. If it is uh, not very strong will, uh, it will look at an obstacle and will keep looking at the obstacle. That's all. It will become very big. You know, even small things, as, as, as small as this, it can become very big if you put it right before the eye. You don't remove it, but it will cover up the whole universe for you. So likewise, if there's an obstacle, it will become very big obstacle because you are not having strong motivation. So our intentions means what? Do we have intention to do good to others? If we have, it should be a strong will also should be there. That's what we are saying. It should be a um, dynamic goodness. Not goodness of, let's say, this glass. What is the goodness of this glass, this water uh, glass? It is good. It doesn't have to me any harm. That's all. But does it go and change the life of anyone? 
it can bring can it bring transformation in anyone can it serve others does it have that consciousness of course in a, in an advaitic sense we say everything is filled with consciousness but there is a lower and more you know uh, expression of consciousness the human beings have got that so there should be dynamic goodness do something dynamic in the in the line of goodness people do dynamic in the line of evil wicked we need dynamic dynamism at the level of good so it, that's very important and how can the intentions be directed towards uh, the right direction if you have your intentions or your will the right direction uh, you require little introspection association with the in a good company most essential most rare thing in this world to get is good company you want bad company you don't need any effort just it will come to you get a good company people will talk good things will will discuss good things and they are very uh, well intentioned people then you are very lucky person you have done some good work now you are getting the punyam of that that you are having a holy company so if you are having holy company and you are having uh, um, power of introspection surely it will reveal to you the right direction in which you should go so with this we close uh, you have any announcements you can see the book if you decide to have it the book is here you can have a look at it before you decide to have it all right